What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain so one of the new additions to the Aubrey Marcus podcast that I'm really excited about is something that I'm calling AMP Books, because books are our way to stand on the shoulders of the giants who have come before us. There are so many things in these books that if we just actually listened to what people were saying, we wouldn't have to go through all of the struggles ourselves. But maybe we would, because I'm a type of person who does have to go through all of these struggles myself. But nonetheless, having the framework and the scaffolding of the knowledge of those masters who have come before us is incredibly valuable. In fact, it's essential. And that doesn't matter whether I'm in the experience of something where I'm learning and I can call back to something I read. Sometimes it even shows up in my psychedelic journeys where reading something will actually unlock a way that I can think about a situation and then allow me to add my own language and my own interpretation. So many of the ideas that any of us express are ideas that have been expressed sometimes for thousands of years. And everybody has their own mouthpiece, their own interpretation, their own way that they can bring that truth through their instrument. And I'm going to try and do that myself always in all my podcasts but then sometimes going back to the source material itself is going to be really valuable so for amp books i'm going to read an excerpt from one of my favorite books something that i'm reading currently and then i'm going to talk about it with you guys so here is the first installment of amp books and we're going to start with a very small book but don't judge a book by its size because it's one of the most powerful books i've ever gotten my hands on and the book is called the way to love the Last Meditations of Anthony DeMello. And the excerpt that I'm going to choose is an excerpt called, He Went Away Sad. It starts with a quote from the Bible. And the young man went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Mark 10.22 Has it ever struck you that you have been programmed to be unhappy? And so no matter what you do to become happy, you are bound to fail. It is as if you have been fed mathematical equations into a computer and then failed each time you pushed it to turn out lines from Shakespeare. If you wish to be happy, the first thing you need is not effort or even goodwill or good desires, but a clear understanding of how exactly you have been programmed. This is what happened. First, your society and your culture taught you to believe that you would not be happy without certain persons and certain things. Just take a look around you. Everywhere, people have actually built their lives on the unquestioned belief that without certain things, 
money, power, success, approval, a good reputation, love, friendship, spirituality, God, they cannot be happy. What is your particular combination? Once you swallowed your belief, you naturally developed an attachment to this person or thing you were convinced you could not be happy without. Then came the efforts to acquire your precious thing or person, to cling to it once it was acquired, and to fight off every possibility of losing it. This finally led you to abject emotional dependence so that the object of your attachment had the power to thrill you when you attained it to make you anxious lest you be deprived of it and miserable when you lost it. Stop for a moment now and contemplate in horror the endless list of attachments that you have become a prisoner to. Think of concrete things in persons, not abstractions. Once your attachment had you in its grip, you began to strive might and main every waking minute of your life to rearrange the world around you so that you could attain and maintain the objects of your attachment. This is an exhausting task that leaves you little energy for the business of living and enjoying life fully. It is also an impossible task in an ever-changing world that you simply are not able to control. So instead of a life of serenity and fulfillment, you are doomed to a life of frustration, anxiety, worry, insecurity, Suspense, tension. For a few fleeting moments, the world does, indeed, yield to your efforts and rearranges itself to suit your desires. Then you become briefly happy. Or rather, you experience a flash of pleasure, which isn't happiness at all, for it is accompanied by the underlying fear that at any moment this world of things and people that you have so painstakingly put in place will slip out of your control and let you down, which it never fails to do sooner or later. And here is something else to ponder on. Each time you are anxious and afraid, it is because you may lose or fail to get the object of your attachment, isn't it? And each time you feel jealous, isn't it because someone may make off with what you are attached to? And almost all your anger comes from someone standing in the way of your attachment, doesn't it? And see how paranoid you become when your attachment is threatened? You cannot think objectively. Your whole vision becomes distorted, doesn't it? And every time you feel bored, isn't it because you are not getting a sufficient supply of what you believe will make you happy? Of what you are attached to? And when you are depressed and miserable, the cause is there for all to see. Life is not giving you what you have convinced yourself you cannot be happy without. Almost every negative emotion you experience is the direct outcome of an attachment. So there you are, loaded down by your attachments and striving desperately to attain happiness precisely by holding on to the load. The very notion is absurd. The tragedy is that this is the only method that everyone has been taught for attaining happiness. A method guaranteed to produce anxiety, disappointment, and sorrow. Hardly anyone has been told the following truth. In order to be genuinely happy, there is one and only one thing you need to do. Get deprogrammed. Get rid of those attachments. 
When people stumble upon this self-evident truth, they become terrified at the thought of the pain involved in dropping their attachments. But the process is not a painful one at all. On the contrary, getting rid of attachments is a perfectly delightful task. If the instrument you use to rid yourself of them is not willpower or renunciation, but sight, all you need to do is open your eyes and see that you do not really need the object of your attachment at all, that you were programmed, brainwashed into thinking that you could not be happy or you could not live without this particular person or thing. Remember how heartbroken you once were? How you were certain you would never be happy again because you lost someone or something that was so precious to you? But then what happened? Time passed and you learned to get on pretty well, did you not? That should have alerted you to the falseness of your belief, to the trick your programmed mind was playing on you. An attachment isn't a fact. It is a belief, a fantasy in your head, acquired through programming. If that fantasy did not exist inside your head, you would not be attached. You would love things and persons, and you would enjoy them thoroughly. But, lacking the belief, you would enjoy them on a non-attachment basis. As a, ma- <clears throat> As a matter of fact, is there any other way to really enjoy something? Pass in review now all those attachments of yours. And to each person or object that comes to mind, say, I am not really attached to you at all. I am merely deluding myself into the belief that without you, I will not be happy. Just do this honestly and see the change that comes about within you. I am not really attached to you at all. I have merely cheated myself into the belief that without you, I will not be happy. Damn. I mean, one of the things that I love about Anthony DeMello is he doesn't give a shit about your sensibilities, about anything that you think you need. He doesn't coddle you. He just comes right out and says it. You know, there's a lot of people who talk about attachments. And a lot of people say, you know, yeah, work on your attachments, blah, blah, blah. Anthony DeMello is like, contemplate in horror. (laughs) Contemplate in horror the effects that this has in your life. And he's right. All of our suffering. It comes from attachment. Now, I think a key part of what he was saying is removing your attachments isn't the path of renunciation. It's not saying like, okay, well, I'm going to be a monk. I'm going to go live in a monastery somewhere, and I'm not going to have anything. Like, that's an old model, the path of renunciation. Like, you can listen to Ramdas talk about the path of renunciation, and really, he says that most of the time you just fixate on that thing that you've renounced. Like, that which you resist persists, right? So... That thing that you're trying to renounce, be it wealth or be it love or be it sexuality or be it whatever that thing that you're trying to renounce is, well, you're just going to be fixated on that. And so that's not what we're talking about. That's not what Anthony DeMello is talking about. He's talking about releasing your attachment to it. And really another way to look at your attachment, the attachment really is the belief that you need that thing in order to make you happy. 
and you call it an attachment. One way to look at that is like it's attached to your identity. So imagine yourself as like a body, like a like an android, right? And so you attach these things to yourself, and it like forms part of your somatic machine presence. And so without it, it's almost like you can't even walk. You can't even emotionally move. You're you're incomplete without this other thing. Maybe that's the love of your partner. I mean, you want to talk about attachments that I've had, like. How attached was I to Whitney's adoration and Whitney's approval and Whitney's love throughout this time period of my relationship? So attached that when she wanted to be with somebody else or when she was feeling love for somebody else, I loved myself less. Contemplate in horror all the times I loved myself less because she just loved somebody or just wanted to experience sexual pleasure with somebody. Like that in and of itself didn't hurt anyone except for me because I was attached to the idea that I needed to be the best. I needed to be the one that she loved the most. I needed to be this. I needed to be that. But really there was nothing there. And if you have sight, and that's why Anthony DeMello always talks about awareness and sight. If you have sight, that's just Whitney going about her life loving and enjoying everything that she can in this existence just like i want to do myself i want to go out and enjoy life and enjoy experiences and enjoy things so when you have sight on it you look back and like why why did i not love myself why did i think i was you know a different type of person depending on her actions depending on what she did you know that's a classic example of attachment what else what other attachments? Well, maybe it's your success. You know, maybe your parents have shown you that without your success, you aren't really worthy of their love. You know, if I scored eight points in a basketball game versus scored 26 points in a basketball game, well, I got a kind of different version of love from my dad. So I became attached to my success on the basketball court. And that attachment led to great, great suffering. I wasn't playing basketball for the enjoyment of playing basketball. I was playing it for the result, which is a state of constant anxiety. And I think that's why DeMello mentions anxiety all the time, because when you're attached to something and you feel like if you remove that attachment, you're not going to be stable and everything's going to fall apart. Well, of course, you're going to be fucking anxious the whole time. Like you don't really have another choice. But if you're playing the game for the love of the game, that's when you play the best. You know, my mom was a professional tennis player. And it was always a joke that when someone serves, and for those of you who play tennis, when someone serves to serve to you and you know that serve is out and you just take the stroke to return the serve, you will just rip it. You will rip it and you will hit one of your best shots because it doesn't matter. You're just playing for the fun of it and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go for that cross court down the line thing that I never would go for in the game because the game's too important. you know. But since it's not an actual point and it's going to be second serve coming up i'll just do something anyways just for fun you know it's like all of those experiences when we take that pressure off and we take that fear off and the fear that comes from the attachment to the outcome then we're really playing and then we're laughing and then we're enjoying ourselves you know and in, and the real masters like they understand this they're not so attached to the outcome that it hinders their performance it's Michael Jordan's smile when the game's on the line. He's smiling because he's like, I got this. And I'm still Michael Jordan whether I hit this shot or I don't hit this shot. 
And yeah, he was competitive. And yeah, he wanted to win. And yeah, he was playing the game full out. But there's a different level of fear that comes when you're actually attached to something. That thing is necessary for your identity. So there's a lot of questions that Anthony asks in that. Like, what are these particular combination of things that you need to feel whole? What are they? Well, guess what? Here's the secret. You are whole. You are enough. You, just as you are. Right now, you're enough. But go ahead. Play all of those games. Do all of those things. Play them full out. Enjoy them. You know, as the Toltecs say, like allow it to be your controlled folly. Like play with all your heart. You know, talk shit. Scream if you want to, but always have that thread of awareness, that sight, that that understanding that this is all just for play, that you're whole, that you're worthy of love, and that everything is okay. And if we can navigate life like that, then we can enjoy and indulge in all of these things that life has to offer without ever having to renounce them, but without living in the constant fear of what it might be like to lose them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this passage from Anthony DeMello's The Way to Love. And I hope you enjoy Amp Books. It's a cool way to dive into some interesting and challenging texts. And I look forward to continuing this process with you every week. Sometimes we might do Amp Poetry, um, but this is going to be a regular installment. And I'd love to hear your feedback. So reach out and let me know what you think. And I love you guys. And uh, hopefully Anthony DeMello didn't smash your whole world like he did mine when I first read it. Or maybe hopefully he did. Or maybe hopefully doesn't matter. Maybe hope is just something that I'm attached to. And maybe it all happens as it should anyways. So thanks for tuning in. Much love, everybody. And I'll talk to you next week with a new book and a new reading and a new podcast.